0: not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: This is Dr. Dan, and we are back with Paul Golding, the founder and leader of Britain First, a new and successful political party that is committed to the maintenance of British national sovereignty, independence, and freedom. So let's talk about what what is your game plan at this point? Um, What do you plan to do in terms of of trying to gain political power? For instance, in this country, uh, it has become apparent to us that our best opportunities are in local elections to control local councils, Uh, We call them like a county commission. In your case, a county would be called a shire, I imagine. Um, And so these shires or small political uh, areas, they're a lot easier to break into. Uh, And if you start gaining power there, that gives you more of a basis, does it not, in order to uh, have
2: areas where you do control, where you can make change. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And Britain First, since we became a political party two years ago, uh, after ho- a horrendous legal struggle with the Electoral Commission to try and force them to register us as a political party. I don't think you have that in America, as far as I can see, where you've got where you've got an arm of the government that can actively obstruct people from taking part in elections. We have that here in, in Britain, uh, but we overcome it. But Britain First has been focusing on... Uh, local councils. Every county in this country is broken up into a number of boroughs. It's an old Anglo-Saxon term. And each borough is controlled by a local council. Uh, And we're contesting council elections. And we've been getting good results for a number of years now. Very good results. We're on the cusp of making some breakthroughs. We haven't made a breakthrough yet, but we're really on the cusp of making a major breakthrough. And all of our results are very impressive for... Uh, a new kid on the block, so to speak. Uh, we've been in various seats. We've defeated the ruling Conservative Party. We've defeated the Labour Party, Liberal Democrats, the Green Party and, and various others. So we, re- we are making real progress in the elections. But when it comes to parliamentary elections, unfortunately, the electorate, the voters, they they tend to decide who they want the next government to be and that means that they won't vote for anyone who doesn't have a chance of actually winning winning uh, the election and forming a government so it's much more difficult to break through on a national level so we're focusing on local councils to try and win council seats and then work our way up the political ladder it's a very slow laborious process but there's no other option there's no other alternative because we're not going to be winning general elections or parliamentary elections anytime soon. It's just simply not going to happen. And every general, every commander has to pick his battles and has to be sensible and reasonable and realistic with the with the resources that they have that they can deploy. Uh, and we've decided that the slow march from the bottom rungs of the political ladder towards the top is the way to go. Like I say, we've got some brilliant results so far, I mean, really, really good results. We're very happy with the way we're progressing Give it five, another five, ten years, and we will be a major political force in this country.
1: Uh, you know, what you've just said reminds me very much of the Libertarian Party here in the United States, mm. uh, which I was have been a member for a number of years. Uh, and the Libertarian Party, really, their principles are exactly the same principles as you and me. mm the libertarian, our founders were libertarians, and that's what the constitution is. And yet, they are fighting the same battles that you are. One of those battles is what is ballot access. And in order to have access to a ballot, there are laws on a state level that determine what percentage you have to get in an election in order to maintain. Uh, or you have to then pay thousands of dollars to have signatures on a petition in order to get ballot access. So the the, the ballot, and again, when you ask people, well, you believe everything the libertarians believe, why don't you vote for them? They say, well, because uh, we want, don't want to waste our ballot. Uh, and it's the same exact problem that liber- that you're running into is is the same thing as here because they see that overall big umbrella of what goes on in washington dc and they say i don't want to take a risk of losing a vote there but libertarians do have much more effect on local ballots you know you published after the last election uh, you did really actually well. You you listed six. I don't know what they were, but walked in the Hockley and Ashton, Ballard, Darrinth, Swanscombe, and Bideford, and you got a lot of votes
2: there. You got a good percentage in those yeah. areas. Are those local elections? Yes, they're local council elections. Thankfully for us, local council uh, council elections happen every year. So as a general election only happens every five years, the local elections happen every year. And they just happen in different areas, different, 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 uh, councils, different boroughs, different counties, and so on. But they happen every year. So we can just carry on plugging away every year like clockwork until we start to make, uh, breakthroughs. But the one of the reasons that we got such good results and everyone else on the right of politics in Britain got embarrassing, uh, embarrassingly low votes. I mean, really bad, such as UKIP. Uh, you might be familiar with the UK Independence Party. It used to be run by Nigel Farage. They're still going, they're still clinging on, but they got some horrendously bad election results. Really embarrassing. Uh, the Reform Party, which is it, it's kind of a breakaway from the ruling Conservative Party. Uh, and again, we, we don't have much to do with them at all. We, we've got a very dim view of them because... Essentially, conservatives in this country—they're all talk and no action. It's just talk, 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 but never deliver. Uh, And reform—the Reform Party, which was given a huge leg up by the media and by the political establishment—they were—they stood over 500 seats and never got one elected, not a single one. Britain First was the only party on the right. In this country that came out of the recent elections the local elections with some decent results some decent percentages and that's what we're looking for because we can show people those percentages and say look we're not a wasted votes we're doing very well uh whereas everyone else kinds to be it, it, it they're getting bad results and it makes them look bad it may it saps away their credibility uh when they go to the public or on the media they can't boast about those votes, it just makes them look very, very bad, gives them no credibility whatsoever. So we tend to to stand in a small number of seats, focus our manpower, run professional campaigns with advanced electoral methods. And because of that, we punch far above our weight. And we're doing better than any other right-wing political party in this country. And that's what we intend to keep up. You know, we're both facing the same challenge,
1: Okay. When you look on an international scale, there are some challenges which really trouble me and really worry me. Um, And you say, and I understand, if we, like you, go to try and take over small municipalities, small boroughs and whatever, and you say, yes, it'll be a five to 10-year battle. The question is, do we have five to 10 years? And that's what concerns me and trouble, troubles me about what are the challenges we're facing uh, on an international level. The climate change hoax, which is an absolute lie. You and I know that. The science doesn't support any of that. And the hoax, the climate is changing. We know that because it's been changing for 2 billion years. But the hoax is that anything we do is actually going to make a difference. And when you look at what they're trying to do in terms of destroying the economy of the world, that to me is one of the challenges that you and I both face. How do you think that, how how does that particular
2: uh, challenge work in Great Britain? We have exactly the same situation in the United Kingdom that we have in the United States. The ruling elite which, again, encompasses the Conservatives, as it, as it does in America with the Republicans, the rhinos as Donald Trump calls them, uh, we have exactly the same situation. The entire political establishment, the media, all of them, are all committed to the climate change hoax. Uh, and the reason they're doing that is because they want two things. They want more control and more taxes. Uh, and they're, they're essentially both left-wing objectives. More, more control, more taxes. Uh, so that's the reason that existential or mythical existential threat to the world, to the West, is being uh, promoted, propagandized so much is because the political elites they want more control, more power, and they want more taxes. Uh, so we're heading—it's the perfect excuse for socialism or more socialism. This new climate change scam. We've got exactly the same situation in Britain that we have in America. Where the entire political elite are pushing this scam, this hoax, uh, and trying to frighten the people, the electorate, the voters. They're trying to frighten them into giving up their freedom, giving up their money. And that's a typical, we see it in every single left wing socialist state or experiment over the last 150 years. We see exactly the same uh, approach to governance create an existential crisis that you can use to claw more power and more taxes, more money towards central governments. And that's all that's happening here. It's the same in Britain. It's the same in America. This is Dr. Dan, and we are back
1: with Paul Golding, the founder and leader of Britain First, a new and successful political party, that is committed to the maintenance of British national sovereignty, independence, and freedom. You know, uh, I've read a lot. Obviously, I get your emails. And um, the one of the biggest battles that you're fighting, of course, is uh, uncontrolled immigration, illegal immigration. Uh, we're doing the same thing. Our southern border is, there is no border there. Millions of people come across. We have no idea Who's coming across? We can only guess, and they—we and the, can only guess who they are, what they are. I yeah. can guarantee you, they're no good. Uh, uh, a, a hundred years ago or so, we had a lot of immigration to this country here, but the people who came were hardworking people who came here to make to make themselves better, and that's when America was truly a melting pot where everyone joined up and said, yes, America is our country and we're working for America. And that's not the case now with us. It's
2: not the case for you either, is it? It's not. We had a recent uh, incident. That's what the media call terror attacks now. They call them incidents. Uh, We had a terror attack recently with an African migrant that had come to this country, went on a stabbing spree and tried to run a lot of people over in Nottingham, in central England. and then. I think it was before or after, but very shortly, uh, very close to that, we had, again, an asylum seeker going on a stabbing spree in France, uh, in the Alps region. There's a big terror attack in France. Now we've seen the meltdown in France, which, again, I, I tweeted up earlier today and I said, you know, the media and the political left are trying to blame what's going on in France on a number of factors that are just nonsensical and nothing to do with the situation whatsoever. Uh, such as you know, unemployment or poor prospects or all this other rubbish. But the riots, the anarchy, the looting, uh, the violence in France, its you can tell just by looking at the videos that these are immigrant populations that are going on the rampage and the areas that are affected by all this violence and rioting and looting, they're the immigrant areas in France. If you go to go any town or any place, any area where the native French predominate, there's no problem, there's no issue. Uh, so all across Europe, and including in Britain, we've had uh, many, many terror attacks from either Islamic extremists or asylum seekers. We had Manchester Arena just down the road from me, where I am now. Uh, an asylum seeker walked into a Ariana Grande concert uh, several years back uh, and set off a nail bomb, killing lots of kids. Uh, So the West has embraced mass immigration and open borders and multiculturalism, but it's falling apart and it's going to get worse and worse. Coming back to what our long term strategies were Britain first. We don't actually believe or it's very highly unlikely that we'll be able to progress and grow as a political party and take power peacefully and reverse the situation peacefully. In our opinion, because of the establishment policies of open borders, mass immigration, and the, the woke attack on the native culture and so on, there's going to end up with a civil conflict in Britain. I think the same thing can be said for America. You've already had that uh, recently with uh, the George Floyd summer riots a few years ago. But I think America is going to balkanize uh, because I was actually talking on this issue. With my colleague Ashley Simon, who's our party chairman, there's places in Manchester, for example, where you can go into one area at the bottom of a road, and it's almost a hundred percent Islamic or Pakistani, whatever you want to call it. You can drive one mile up the road, and then you have an Orthodox Jewish community, and you, you know you would you would think you was in Israel, and that's just a mile difference. You think to myself, if multiculturalism was working, why aren't these communities mixing? Why aren't why aren't all of these populations mixing? But they're not, and they're especially not in England, because if there's certain parts of London. If you go to South London, it's predominantly you have a large black population. If you go to East London, it's a large Islamic Pakistani Bangladeshi population. If you go out to the suburbs, that's where the white Londoners live. And then there's towns all around Britain where you say, if I said to you Luton, you'd think, oh, that's a Muslim town. Bradford, Muslim town. Blackburn, Muslim town. If I said to you Bury St Edmunds, if you knew anything about England, if I said Bury St Edmunds, you'd think, oh, that's, that's a, a nice white English town in, in East Anglia. But the populations, the immigrant populations are not mixing with the natives. The natives are moving out of all the major towns and cities. Multiculturalism is not working. There's no, there's no widespread melting pot in Britain. What's happening is the immigrants, migrants are coming into Britain and then everyone is segregating. Everyone's creating their own areas. And it's the same all across Europe. You go to certain areas, you go to Brussels. Most of the town is North African, huge North African ghettos uh, where Islam predominates. Uh, And but you go up the road to Bruges, a nice town of Bruges, and it's almost 100 percent white Belgian. And you have this process all across Europe, all across the West, where instead of the melting pot happening, it's resulting in segregation. And I think the longer this carries on, the longer it the longer it continues into the future, I, I think within within twenty years, all across the West, you're going to have civil serious civil conflict breaking out. If not civil war, and I think some countries such as France are the ones that are the most far advanced. France and America, in my opinion, are the ones that the most far advanced into this process. Probably with Germany. Just behind England is a a, a, t- a tinder keg just waiting to go off because of establishment policies of mass immigration, open borders, and, and attacking the native culture throughout the entire establishment, the media, the education system, and so on. Uh, I think everything's going to end in tears. Our job, as we see it, is not to build a, a political party to win government, and but it's to it's to build the foundations to see what happens in the future in the future our populations our people are going to need something that they can turn to that's going to defend them that's going to that they can trust uh, uh, and that's what we like to think britain first is we're an incorruptible uncompromising patriotic nationalist party this is what we stand for it's not open to compromise it's not open to debate we are pro british pro english pro white uh but we're also at the same time we're not racist. We have a lot of black and ethnic uh, members. A lot of people are, from ethnic minorities who are involved in Britain first. But this is what we want. We want a Britain uh, where the native British people are not faced with becoming a minority. We want to stop mass immigration. We want to put British people, people born in this country, first. We have a massive homelessness problem. We have young British, fa- poor British families using food banks. We have homeless veterans, over 10,000 on the streets. We have cataclysmic. Problems and issues in Britain. And all you have, all that's on offer across the political spectrum, is more of the same, more of the same from the establishments. So Britain First is essentially in the same boat as what Trump is offering in America. He's offering something different, something new, which is why they're going after him, all guns blazing. And it's exactly what it mirrors what's happened to Britain First over the last 10 years.
0: And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom.
2: Everything gonna be all right this morning.